I'm under pressure. First off, I want to go back to that last song. Man, first off, with the whole set, the worship team killed it today. They did such a wonderful job. Um, listen, y'all are at home every Thursday night and every Sunday, right? But they are here every Thursday night and every Sunday. And, man, they have been here through the whole four months. And so hopefully we're going to try to pre-record a little bit over, uh, over the next two weeks so that we're not having church here so they can um, uh, have the opportunity to, to have a weekend off as well. But we're still going to be, we're still going to, still going to premiere and be live for you. Um, but uh, and we'll still have brand new messages and stuff like that, and, and new worship. But um, we want you to, to tune in. We want you to share the video, so so a friend, a neighbor, somebody on your feed that that, that is there will be able to see it. You know, we're talking about being overwhelmed and, and under pressure today. If you know somebody like that, go ahead and tag them in in, in the uh, in the uh, comments below, um, because 2020 has been a beast, has it not? It's been a beast. Um, it started off pretty good. I was like, okay, this is going to be a good year. It's going to be better than 2019. <laughs> and then 2020 came, beast mode, right? And then, uh, and, and then you, you, it's been four months. Do you, have you realized it's been four months? What's that? The 120 days? It's been four months. It seems like it was yesterday. But then in some kind of weird way, it seems like, it was like four years ago. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It seems like forever, but then he's like, but it was just, it just started. It's crazy. Um, it, this worldwide pandemic, man, has just, just, just thrown a wrench in, in the engine, and it's caused a lot of us to be under pressure. You, you know, that, that, that happened, and then after, you know, you had that. Then you had the Ahmaud Aubrey situation, and it just, you know, and then it intensified in the middle of all this, and then you had the George, George Floyd situation, and that just intensified things, and then the riots began, and then this happened, and then the cops, and then the, 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 all these different things is going on, man, and, and, and you're, all, you're stuck in, uh, you know, in, in isolation for so long. You know, and, and, and then now it's time, it's time for the elections. And now you've got all these things going on, and now you've got a big election coming up, and it's just so stressful. And all these, one of these major events is, is stressful and could cause some, some unneeded anxiety that you would have to deal with. But all of them together is just, it's just, it just kind of weighs on you if you're not careful. If you're not constantly, daily, casting your cares upon the Lord, it could definitely weigh on you heavily. Now, all that happened, right, by itself. But then if you add to that, prior uh, March 2020, you might have already had some work issues. You might have already had some family issues or, or some school issues or family drama or something like that going on. You know, uh, you already had maybe some health concerns and struggles happening. And all this just piled on it more. Do you know that there's a lot of people right now that are becoming depressed because of the pressure that's on them? There's a lot of mental health issues right now. Um, a lot of things going on with that. And, and, then, and then not to mention, now on top of all those things and all that that you had, now you may have lost your job or lost your business. You may have, uh, you know, your children are at home, so you're having a homeschool, and you got that situation, and then you got to try to add that to it. And half of the schoolwork, you don't know how to do the way they want it to be done, right? So it just, just, it's just goes on and on and on. You might have lost wages. You might, you might have got sickness. You may have, Lord forbid, caught COVID. You know, and um, and and recovered from that, but and then many many of you in our in our, our congregation, uh, you lead your leaders, your leaders out in the community, and you do a lot of things like that. So you're trying to create the excitement and the energy that you need to pump everybody else up, but at the same time, you're like depleted, right? And so so I want to ask you today, uh, how are you doing? I, I we had our meet we had our meet, meeting um, with my leadership. Uh, a creative leadership team at the beginning of the month, and that's 
first thing we said, I said, before we decide to do anything, any plans we're going to make, before we do anything like that, I want to know how you are doing. Because if you're not doing good, you can't lead. And I want to let you know that if you're not doing good, you can't lead your home. You can't lead your family. You can't leave anywhere else. So I'm just praying for you today um, that, that, that you are, are doing well. And if you're not, that you will listen to this message today and take heed to some of the, 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 the promptings of the Holy Spirit in here to help you maybe relieve some of that pressure. You know, and have that escape valve. Have that little, that little valve that you can just let some air out and so, so, so what have you. But... But here's a com- the common thing that I hear when I'm talking to people a lot of times. And, and I'm like, well, how are you doing? Are you doing okay? People's like, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. You know, all that kind of stuff. I, I heard there, there's some kind, of, some kind of false prophecy going around that, that they're saying that um, pastors are going to be severely hit by depression after all this is over because we're, we're so hyped up. and all, I'm like, oh, that the devil is a lie. I ain't going to be hit with nothing. Um, I have worked harder than I ever have in my life, um, and, but the last two weeks, for, I guess for God's grace, have been really smooth and calm and uh, really been refreshing to me. And really, I've had a chance to kind of rest a little bit and catch up and rest my mind a little bit. And so it's been, it's been nice, you know. And so, so I don't think you know, that might be something for some people who are not casting their cares. But if you're doing what God asks you to do, cast your cares upon Him. You know, don't, don't worry, and, and, but, but pray about your situations and, and, and just love God and trust Him and keep in His Word and do these things. If you do the right things, and you, know, and you keep showing up here every week, um, then, hey, the, the good things are going to happen to you. But I want to talk to you real fast about a, a, a guy in the Bible who had a little bit of pressure on him, um, and that was uh, the prophet Elisha. Let me tell you what. Elisha was the bomb.com. I mean, he was a Mac Daddy. I mean, he was a beast. Talking about beast mode and stuff. I mean, man, he was so good. I mean, he, you, you hear about a lot of people did a lot of things. You know, uh, you know so-and-so uh, in, the, in the Bible, they might have, have, have uh, touched somebody and healed them of sickness. Or somebody might have done this and they touched somebody and they were able to walk. And praise God, that's, those are miraculous things. Please don't get me wrong, okay? But homeboy Elijah... He took and called fire down from heaven. He went up against all the prophets of Baal, and he's, he, they were in the middle of a water crisis, and he took, he took and dumped barrels of water in a ditch that he dug and then called fire down from heaven and lapped up all the water that he just took that they were in a crisis over. Man, but I just like, how many people got that on their resume? Oh, I called fire down from heaven. You know, I, I prayed. You know, 30, 40 word prayer, and boom, you know, it just, you know. So I, that's, that's amazing. And then on top of that, his exit. He, he, didn't, he didn't die. Did you know that? Let me, let me read this to you in 2 Kings 2 and 11. Um, as they were walking and talking, talking about Elijah and Elisha, um, suddenly a chariot of fire appeared, drawn by horses of fire. It drove between the two men. And separated them, and Elisha was carried away, and a whirlwind into the heavens. So him and him and Elisha was, was was side by side, and the chariot had to separate them because if he didn't separate them, then they both would have went up in a whirlwind, right? So it separated them, and and, and Elisha went up in a. Elisha's a bomb. He's he's amazing. That's incredible. He is the man, but he dealt with anxiety and depression. He had a mental health issue there. Listen, let me tell you how, let me, let me, let me uh, set the stage for you, and then I'll talk about this right here in a minute. He called fire down from heaven. After he called fire down from heaven, he did this great feat. All, he, he just 
taunted all these prophets of Baal and just told them, say, hey, you know, where's your God at? Where is he? Is he sleeping? Is he going to the restroom? What's, what's, what's going on? Is he t- what's happening? Where is he at? He was just taunting them. He was so confident in God. He was so powerful. And he, he went up there and did it and, and put more water on the wood and boom, lapped it up. Fire from heaven, right? And then Jezebel heard about it and she said, I'm going to kill, kill him. I'm, I will kill him dead as a doornail. And so Elisha got scared and ran. Okay, here's what happened. 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 3 and 4. Elisha was afraid and fled for his life. He went to Beersheba, a town of Judah, um, a town in Judah, and he, he left his servant there. Then he, so he went to Judah, left his servant there, and then he went by himself alone. Now, here's a problem right now. Well, it says into, let me, let me finish reading and I'll come back to that thought. Then he went alone into the wilderness, traveling all day. He sat under a solitary broom tree or juniper tree and prayed that he might die. God, take my life. He said, I've had enough, Lord. He said, take my life, for I am no better than my ancestors who have already died. Problem and step and concern number one. He, he dropped somebody off, a friend that he had, he could talk to, that he could be, do life with, and he could have fun with, and make him laugh, and they could rejoice over what the victory. He left him alone, and he went alone into the desert, into the wilderness, rather. Okay, that's step one. Whenever you, 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 got, you got a lot of stuff going on in your life, you don't need to be alone. Um, the, uh, uh, an empty or a, a stable, uh, uh, a quiet mind is a devil's playground. Listen, if, if you just sit there and you just give the devil the opportunity, he will ramp it and come over your mind like crazy and just try to put all kind of bad thoughts in your mind. And that's what happened. He got alone, and the enemy started saying, look what you did, but, you, but listen here, that's it. She's going to kill you. You did good for God, and now, now um, Jezebel's going to come kill you. And see, that's what happens with us when we, when we get in that situation. You know, we, we, we do something great for God. And we get all the faith we can get. And then after that, you're emotionally drained because it took so much energy out of you, right? After a big event in churches, it's so funny. After your church has a big event, the next week, all the volunteers want to take off and rest. Because they had such a big day, and then then everybody's tired and weak. But we got to learn how to recuperate faster than that, right? You know, because church goes on, ministry goes on. And so the thing is, is he said, I had enough. Has anybody ever had enough? Have you had no? Let's 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 not just say ever. Let's start back up. In the last four months, have you had enough? Have you said I've had enough, Lord, or have you said I'm done? I'm done, son. I'm just done. Right? Have you done? Let me see. Is anybody is anybody been done here? I ain't gonna call your name out, but let's see here. Okay. All right. Let's see. Yep. 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 Okay. I got some people with me. So I've had enough. I'm, I got some hand waves I hear from a few people that's in the room. So we've had enough, but we, we, we overextend ourselves. We, we go beyond what we at really can give and give even more. We go that, that second mile, right? Um, and then uh, we, we, because of that, we neglect ourselves. We neglect ourselves, and we don't take care of ourselves. We're not healthy. We're not eating right. We're, not, we're sitting there at nighttime. I stress eat. I, I snack, snack, stress eat. So I'll sit there in my recliner, and I have a, a table you know, and it's like this hive of food and candy and stuff. And I just choose my little buffet at nighttime what I want to eat off of. And that's why I got to lose some weight. And I, I walk 
But then I'm like, well, I walked <laughs> walk today so I can have some more calories. You know, so I'm like, ugh, I hate I feel that way, but I knew I kept burn some calories, so I really could have that piece of candy. Uh, anyway, so, so I know you feel, anybody struggle with me? Who's on the struggle bus, right? And then, okay, and then not only do we isolate ourselves, the government has isolated ourselves. I, so, this is something I really, 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 really believe. I believe when we all come back together as, as, as a community and as a world, I feel like people's going to have a struggle communicating again. You know, because we've been so distanced. They had a struggle communicating. And not only that, I feel like, you know, you don't know how to communicate. And then, and then the fact that normally, you, you know, right away when we come back, you, you still probably can't hug necks and shake hands and all that kind of stuff. And that's our first communication line, right? It's, it is mine. I want to hug your neck and shake your hand. And so whenever we come back, we, uh, hey, you know, and it starts, your conversation starts off, so it's already that way. When I see y'all this morning, you know, I'm like, hey, you know. You know, so, so, so we need to walk around with straight jackets on is what we need, right? Okay, but we, you know, we see, and we, see, we only see the negative part of it. We, how many people today, I hope you have, you don't comment because I don't want anybody to feel bad, but how many people today, figuratively, have, have folk been really focusing on the negative part of all this, right? You know, you often hear me say, way often, what you focus on what? Your fuel. Okay, so if you focus on a negative, man, it's, it just freaks, and it freaks you out, and you focus more on it. You know, how many people thought that, hey, I've had more time with my family? Hey, I've had more time to, to spend time with God. I've had more time to really think about some things. I've had more time to this and that. It's, hey, it's really helped me um, be thankful for things. It's helped me be thankful for my friends and my church and this and that. How, we don't think about that. We think about the negative. Oh, i got to wear a mask. Oh, my gosh, now i got to do this, and i got to wear gloves and sanitize and this. It's always the negative part. So I want to ask you today, on a scale of 1 to 10, if you feel comfortable, and if you're in this room and you feel comfortable, go ahead and put, type in there and tell me your level of anxiousness, your level of, between 1 and 10, um, your level of anxiousness uh, as far as being anxious, stressed, burnout, depressed, whatever. Just go ahead and put it in there if you feel comfortable. J just to show everybody else where we're at. And, you know, some of y'all are going to be having, hey, I'm great, man. I've enjoyed this time. You know, some people that are really more homebodies, like my wife, you know, she's probably loving it. You know, she'll have a higher number. But someone like me that is like a, 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 a relational person, your numbers may be a little bit lower. And some of y'all, it may not be nothing with relation. It's just, I'm just thinking stressed, you know. So we got to think about, for those two things, you got to think, what gives me life and what sucks life from me? That's two questions you need to ask yourself today in this message. What gives me life? What gives me refreshment? What, what, what builds up my, my tanks? What fills up my tanks? My spiritual tanks, emotional tanks, spiritual tanks, um, social tanks. And, and what sucks life out of me, okay? Don't put, no, don't put nobody's name on here about what some, somebody sucks life out of you. Don't, don't put that on here. And don't, put, don't put your wife or your husband's name. Y'all delete that. Now listen. Don't let them suck life out of you. Okay, so, so but anyway, so we need to think about these things. We've got to be self-aware of danger zones. What was that, a living Newton-John, the danger zone? Okay, maybe what? Kenny Lock is all the way off. Okay, okay, the, the danger zone. But we need to, we need to, we need to identify what, what, help, what causes us to burn out. What, what sucks life out? What is it? Not just a person. Yes, yeah, some people do. But, but situations, what, what is it? The fear that does it. Do you, do you understand? Listen, I was so disheartened by this, by this right here. 
Do you know that out of the people who went to church on a regular basis, people that came almost every, almost every week to church, now this is a national thing, this isn't just us, okay? Nationally, somebody who came every, just about every single week to church, only 40% of those people are watching online today. 40%. Four out of ten of people who came almost every week. You know, and then, so, so why do you think someone who might have came to church once or twice a month, they're probably not even watching it at all. I feel like that's an indictment against the church and our love for God. You know, I've even watched our own numbers, you know, the first couple of three months, man, we were like killing it. Even all, Everybody in the world was watching, you know, and as it goes on, and I understand, you, you, you get tired. You're, timers, you're tired of Zoom meetings. You're tired of watching everything online and, and studying online and training online. Now we've got to watch the message online. But listen, whatever you do, man, you've got to stay connected. We need you. You need us. We need each other. And we've got to do it. 40%. That is horrible. So I want to give you four, four or five quick ways to refresh yourself, and then we'll be done. Number one, know that God is moving even when you don't see him. What's the song, Waymaker? He's moving even when you don't see him. He's doing when you don't see him. You know, he's a waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper. That's who he is. He's always moving. You may not see what he's doing, but he's doing something. God is never still. He asks us to be still. You be still and know that I'm God, and I'm going to be working 24-7 in the background to handle and fix everything. You know, I'm a pretty patient person, um, but, but I despise waiting. Does that make me not a patient person? You know, for example, if, you go, if I go get my car repaired, and, or even better than that, if I go get an oil change, I have an appointment at 2 o'clock to get my oil changed. Or oil change, if you go to Jiffy Lube or somewhere like that, it normally takes 15 minutes. But I try sometimes to go where I got the car from, so I feel like they'll take a little bit better care of it possibly sometimes. So I, I get an appointment at 2 o'clock, and at 3 o'clock, they're like, okay, your car's done. I'm like, but I had an appointment at 2 o'clock, and it takes 15 minutes to do this job. So I waited 45 minutes extra when I could have went down the road and got it done in 10 minutes, you know. So, so it's frustrating, you know. I hate stoplights. The, the one at college in Oleander, you know. Oh, my gosh, it's terrible. And, you know, and now, since it's backed up so far, the lane to turn on to, on to Oleander towards um, Chick-fil-A, you know, there's a big, long line. People are getting this line and then shoot down there. Well, I do it sometimes, but, but okay. But then, some, sometimes, somebody needs to turn this way, so they come and, and park. So people are starting to shoot out down there, and then they see this car stop, and then they slam on brakes. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And don't even get me started on having to wait in line at the DMV for the license renewal. Oh my, I'm just like, really? And, that, and then, then they got signs up there, so you're, you're all down the sidewalk in the hot sun, you have to wait outside, people walk in and come back out, and it's just, it's just crazy. You know, it's just ridiculous. Uh, so maybe I'm not a patient person. I need to think about that. <laughs> but, but you know what? Here, here's, here's what I, I, I don't like about myself. I'm a pastor, okay? No, 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 I like that about myself. I don't mean that wrong. I'm making a statement. I'm a pastor. But what I don't like about myself is that probably the person that I'm most impatient with is God. But pastor, you're a pastor. You're no, 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 listen. I know he's on time. I know he's going to do it. And I know whatever he's going to do is going to be magnificent and, and, and marvelous. And, and it's going to be the best thing ever. But I want provision now. I want 
I want my, my, my hope now. I want my fear to be gone now. I want, I want my, my, my joy now. I want my peace now. Whatever it may be that I'm needing that, that season, I want it. I want it sooner than he's going to give it to me. But, I, but see, God, for I know the plans I have for you. And so he has plans, he, he's, but he's such a patient God. He does not rush. You know, when, you, when you're getting stuff and you get tired of doing something and sometimes you skip the last two steps just because you're done with it? You're like, I'm just, I'm just so over this here. Just the last two steps, it's really not important anyway. No, he goes through every methodical step that needs to take place to make sure that you are taken care of. And we get so impatient with God. And God's like, if you'll just relax and give me space and let me do what I got to do, I promise you it'll work out. And what I don't like about myself is that I know that, God, but I still want it sooner than you're going to do it. But that shows our humanity. That shows our humanity. We need to slow down and let God do what God does. Scripture is loaded with, with times asking us to, to, to wait. Matter of fact, Psalms 27, 14. It says, I don't like the scripture. It says, wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. It says, wait twice. <laughs> I do love that scripture. I don't like that it says, wait twice. Because it's like, wait for the Lord. Okay, I'll just skip that part. Be strong and take heart. Yeah, 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 yeah. And wait for the Lord. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. So you, you got you to wait for the Lord. You got to wait for him. Isaiah 30 and 18. Yes, the Lord longs to be gracious for you. Yes, he wants to be gracious. Therefore, he will rise up to be and show you compassion. Yes, he's going, he wants to be gracious to us, and he wants to show us compassion. For the Lord is a God of justice. Wait a second. Everybody's looking for justice right now. The Bible says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. We've got to let the Lord fight our battles. God says, I'm a God of justice. If you'll trust me, no matter what happens in the court system, no matter what happens in this world, I promise you, justice will take place. And then it says, but then after all that, it says, but blessed are those who wait for him. So I want to give you compassion. I want to give you justice. I want to, give, I want to be gracious. But you've got to wait on me. Isaiah 40, 29 through 31. We read the scripture in a different context last week. He gives strength to the weary, increases the power of the weak. Even the, the youths grow weary and tired and weary. The young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord, or in the King James says those who wait on the Lord, he will renew their strength. They will soar on, on, on eagles, eagle, soar on wings of uh, eagles, um, like the, and they will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not faint. Those who wait, that word "wait" right there in that scripture talks about being like a tricord intertwined, being intertwined with God and waiting on Him. The next thing, number two, the next thing is is that you have to be honest with God. We, quit, we act like we can't be honest with God. God already knows how you feel. God gave us our emotions, and our, he gave us our emotions. So he knows that we're going to doubt him, that we're going to be frustrated with him, that we're going to be angry, and that, that, that we're going to even have fear. God is not intimidated by your anger, by your fear, by your questions. He knows you have emotions. He gave you emotions. It's okay to use them. To go to God and say, God, I'm upset. I, I'm upset about this. If you're truly upset, talk to God about it. Communication fixes most everything, right? So when you and your spouse are, are arguing, if you don't communicate, what happens? Nothing changes. If you communicate most of the time, it'll work out. So to, but, but with God, if we will communicate with Him, 
everything works out 100% of the time. So when we're fearful, when we're angry, when we're, when, when, when we're doubting him, we can say, God, I, God I, I, like, the, like the man in the Bible said, I, I believe, but help my unbelief. God, am I going to make it? And have a, have a conversation with God, you know, and, and, and talk to him. And he will work it all out. Number three, you got to figure out where you get your refreshment from. I talked about a while ago what gives you life. Where, where does it give you refreshment? Okay, getting refreshment is not working harder. That does not refresh you. Comparing yourself to somebody else does not give you refreshment. Being a people pleaser certainly will not make you more refreshed. You making more money, getting a better job, being successful in life, that is a temporary refreshment that will always dry up. Always. But God has made room in our our lives for refreshment. He's even put things in place for our friendships. That's why you shouldn't be alone. That's why you need to be on a phone call talking to people and calling people and say, how are you doing? I miss you. Let's talk. Just relationships refreshes. The joy of laughter. Man, you need joy of laughter. You know, we need to be able to laugh. We need to be able to, that brings refreshment. If, you, if When I'm down, man, I love to get around somebody that makes me laugh. And, you know, John Phelps is an amazing, amazing comedian, you know, and, and, and he, he makes me laugh. You know, he's a, he's a local guy here, and if you need him, he's a great guy. You need to call him John Phelps, and, and, and he, will, he will come and help you because right now he's not got a lot of bookings because of the pandemic, but, but, uh, but he'll make you laugh. You can get online. You can watch funny videos. You can do this, but call somebody that, that makes you laugh. Call somebody that brings joy into your life. Call somebody that you love and let them refresh you, and you refresh them. Maybe it's a hobby that you like to do, and you just got a hobby, and you just like to, and just, you know, you, maybe you, you like to get in the garage and play around, or you like to go shopping, where, you, you know, there's only a couple of stores you can shop in, but, you know, you go shopping, whatever. And then here's, here's a massive one for refreshment. To me, maybe one of the biggest ones, probably is the biggest one to me, and it's physical rest. Listen, you know, I say this often too, you know, when fatigue walks in, faith walks out. I got, I got a uh, pneumonia shot and a sh- shingle shot the other day at the same day. Somebody told me the other day, my daughter wouldn't do them at the same time. I said, well, I'm with the VA. We do everything at the same time. You know, anything, get you all in at the same time. You know, and so I, they told me about that, and they told me, you know, that she said, well, I'll give you the shot. That won't hurt, but, but the medicine will. I'm like, what are you talking about? That, and the medicine's never hurt. She gave me the shot, and I was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, ow! <laughs> you know, it hurt so bad. And I didn't, then she didn't tell me, she didn't say nothing about side effects. And the next day, if you just touched me just gently, I would almost scream. It was so tender right there. It was crazy. And so I, I went to a funeral, and, and somebody said, punch me, punch, literally punched me dead on that spot. And said, hey, buddy. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, and they didn't tell me that the next day I would be so sleepy that I will be nauseated that I was so sleepy. You know, I was trying my best to get you know, but, but I fight sleep because I got to get to bed. At a, I, like to get, I didn't like to stay up at 12, 1230. So I was like 10 o'clock, and I was like, uh, you know, trying to keep my eyes open. They didn't tell me that it would make my stomach hurt and give me, give me a headache, you know. And so, and so they didn't tell me the repercussions of it. And so, therefore, I, I, I just, but I needed rest. And once I was able to get that rest, I was, a lot of times I'll be really tired. And if I can just go lay down for 15, 20 minutes, not even go to sleep, just close my eyes and rest my body with no tension. It just refreshes me a little bit you know 
And so, and because of that, you know, I'm probably, I'm really hyped up today because I feel really good because today's the day the Lord has made and I will rejoice in it. I woke up feeling great, but after I got up, I got a headache, so I took a goodie powder so I could be okay today, and goodie powder's got 35% caffeine in it. So I'm excited about that, and I'm feeling really good right now to minister to you. So thank you for caffeine, Lord. Now, but it's going to be hard for me to take my nap, my Sunday nap. Probably won't. But, But physical rest. Listen, guys, please get your rest. Please, husbands, make your wives. Wives, make your husbands. Parents, make your children. You have to rest. If you do not rest, you cannot function. If you do not rest, you will not have faith to trust and wait for God. Whenever you do not rest, you, you, are, you are cranky, and you, you, your, your attention span is shorter, and your ability to wait is severely decreased. So please, continue to get that rest that you need. And number four. Limit voices going into your mind. Your, your eye, limit to your eyes, to coming out of your mouth, and in your ears. Listen, the media is killing us. Both sides. Come on, I'm not picking a side right now. Both sides, Democrats and Republicans, both liberal and conservative media, both of them are killing us. They, they, are, they, are, they are highlighting all the negative. They're highlighting all the negative. You know, the social media is killing us. We need a hero. Oh, we have one, Cynthia. Yes. <clears throat> yes, we need more Cynthia's in this world. We need, we need, we need more people that, that, are, that, 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 can, that can hear something happen and, and, and go and rest. she rescued that child. And what a wonderful honor it is for, for us to have her and, and, and her in our church and do what she does for us. We love her. Thank you, Cynthia. But, 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 you know, once in a while something will come out, but most of the time the media is all negative, negative, negative. This week, matter of fact, um, I have, you know, I, I, I have Sirius Radio, and a lot of times I'll flip back and forth between the news and 90.5, and I'll flip back and forth. But this week, at, towards the beginning of the week, I just straight went to 90.5, and I, just, I hadn't even changed it. Because I, got, I felt myself getting so frustrated, you know, with, with the media and hearing all the negativity, and this happened, this happened, this happened. So I, at 10 o'clock at night, I'll flip on the news and check out, get a, a one update, and then I'm done. Um, because it's just frustrating, and, and the, if you're not careful, all that negativity will destroy you. You got to get off social media sometimes, you know, because it's just so negative. It's so negative, um, and and it's fueling division. You don't, you know, you see the, the 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 riots, and you see the the white man and the black man arguing, but you don't see the white man and the back, black man hugging. You don't see the white woman and the black woman going out and having lunch together and their kids playing together. They don't show none of that. All they show is a negativity part to fuel the fire. When there's a lot of great things happening, there's a lot of racial reconciliation happening. There's a lot of people that have been, have been learning and seeking God and, and asking hard, awkward questions to themselves. Do I need to change something? Help me, God, be more open in this. And there's a lot of amazing things and amazing story happening. But you're not going to see it on the news. So sometimes we've got to shut that part of our life out. Miles McPherson said, Here, here's a better way to approach media consumption. Ask yourself, what you're watching or listening to, will it help or hinder my ability to love my neighbor? Does it make me feel more justified or more biased? Does it foster a sense of compa- compassion in my heart? When you're watching something, is this helping me be more unbiased or helping me be more biased? Is this helping me love my neighbor more 
Or is it helping me hate my neighbor more? Is it helping me to be a better Christian? Or is it a stumbling block for me? You know, I get all these, video, all these messages on Messenger. I don't know if you do or not. And it's like, if you love Jesus, you'll, re, you'll, re, you'll re, reply to this. You know, and, and if you want to, you'll go to heaven if you, you know, share this. Oh, my gosh, I'm so done with that mess. It's, such a, it's just ridiculous. You know, and then half the time I'll look at it, and I'll, I'll, I'll look at the title, and I'll go straight to S-N-O-P-E-S, Snopes, and it'll tell you that it's a lie. Nobody, nobody even fact checks nothing. It, 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 it tickles their flesh, and they want to send it out to everybody because it, it, it agrees with what they agree with. So I have just totally quit responding to them. I don't, I don't. Because, it, because so much of it is wrong, half-truths and stuff, and it's negativity, and I just don't want that in my mind. The last one, number five. We've got to deepen our spiritual roots. Matthew 6, 33. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. King James says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. It says, and live righteously, and he will give you everything that you need. Philippians 4, 4 through 7, my final scripture, it says, always be full of joy in the Lord. So you can't be full of joy in the Lord if you're stressed and you're anxious and you're fearful and you're depressed. You know, you can't have that joy. You've got to have that joy. You've got to get your rest to have it. And it says, and I say it again, rejoice. King James just says, rejoice, and I say again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you're considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that you can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Listen, I know you're under pressure. And I'm just praying today that this message has given you at least the tools to relieve the pressure valve a little bit. And we're going to talk about this for the next three weeks. Release that pressure valve. Let some steam out. If you need somebody to fuss at and, and yell at, you just, you're just so frustrated, come here to the church. We'll, put on, we'll strap up on some masks. We'll sit in my office, and you can just talk to me and let me know all your frustrations. And it'll be confidential. But, 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 but I'd rather you talk to God. If you, you want to talk to me too, then talk to God, that's fine. We can, we can, we can, I can have some spiritual counseling with you. But the thing is, is I want you to, I want you to be able to be the best you that you can be. I want you to be able to walk and talk and live in the spirit i don't want you to be overwhelmed broke busted disgusted depressed anxious and fearful that is not of god god does not want you to be anxious he does not want you to be depressed he wants you to have joy he wants the joy of the lord to be your strength james one of my favorite books in the bible you know, it talks about that. You know, it says, in all things be joyful. In all things be, be you know, be, be, be good. All things be happy. But the thing is, is you, you, for that to happen, you've got to do some things. There's some homework we've got to do. We just can't walk around in life and just expect it all to happen on its own. There's some steps that we've got to take. And I pray that you take these steps today. Maybe you are under pressure because you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I pray that you rep repent of your sins today. If you'll just put the, the, the double hands emoji on there, I'll get contact you later on today, and we'll talk about, about you receiving Christ. God is real. God is still moving. God is still ministering. Listen, some, I led someone to, to, to Christ by TikTok the other day. 
They prayed the whole prayer right on TikTok. Listen, God is using, God is, God, I want to use every plan. I don't want to just minister to just people that I know, just to my friends and family and Facebook friends. I want to use a platform and all platforms that I can to reach as many people as I can. I may have to be silly a little bit and sometimes to, to get their attention, and then boom, I'm going to preach the word of God to them. But trust me, I got, a, I got a reason behind my madness. I'm trying to reach people. Are you trying to reach people? Are, are, during this time, are you using it as an opportunity to, to seize the gospel of Jesus Christ and present it as truth to somebody? Or are we just inwardly selfish and we're only worried about ourselves? If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, He can save you today. If you are fearful and you're, you're depressed and you're anxious and you're under pressure, God can relieve that pressure from you today. And let him refill up the tanks with the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, kindness, meekness, temperance, and faith. Let him fill your spirit today. Listen, watch online every week. On, on August the 9th, I want everybody to come back to church. Well, hopefully that will be phase three already. Everybody come to church. And we'll still be social distance and stuff, but we want, we, want, we want to do what we can for Christ. And we want you to be able to come back to the house of God. Yes, it's fine to watch. I watched the other, the other week, I watched online um, from home on a Sunday because we had pre-recorded everything. And I, I feel your pain. Every time the bunny did something funny, everybody, everybody in the family was like, oh, look, look at Penny. I'm like, I'm trying to watch me preach. John and Cindy's like tickling each other. I'm trying to watch me preach. I got, hey, can you pause it? I got to go to the bathroom. No, I can't pause it. It's live. I've already watched it. I've, I preached it, and I forgot what I said. I got to hear it. Dear God, so I know you, you got a heart. It's hard to do this. I know it's hard. But you got to push through. Pull the belt out and say, I will knock you. No, I'm playing. No, ju just, just do your best. If you have to later on in the week, get, you know, get by yourself somewhere and watch, watch part of it. Do what you can. But listen, we are here for you. We love you. Keep giving, please. We, we, we need it. This, this, month, this month is a little down right now. We're just trusting God. It's okay. We know that God's going to provide. He always does. He always has. We're doing okay. We're not going under. We're, not, we're never going to go under because God's on the boat. Remember that story? When he's on the boat, the ship ain't going to sink. If it, if, it, if it does, we'll all walk on water. Okay? So God's got this. Not only does God, God's got us, he's got you. He's got you, he's got you, he's got you. He's got your families. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you so much. You're such an amazing God. I'm so honored to be one chosen to be able to speak and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. God is such an amazing honor. It's such an honor to have members that come to me and call me their pastor, be able to show love and compassion and give them instruction and guidance and disciple them and mentor them, God, and help them along the path. I love that, God. God, help them today. My family is hurting. Some of my family, God, in, in our church, God, is depressed and, and, and anxious, fearful, and under pressure. God, will you help them, Father? Help them today, God, in the name of Jesus. Restore joy to them today. Let them have a belly laugh today, Father. Minister to them in the name, the mighty name of Jesus. God, you are Jehovah Jireh, our provider. God, provide, God, that joy back in their spirit today. Relieve that pressure 
over this next, hopefully today, Father, but over the next four le- weeks, continue to, to relieve, relieve that pressure so you could refill. God, and I would, I pray right now for a total emptiness of themselves. I don't want, Lord, to you just to fill up what you have over their junk. Let them empty all that pressure out and let you give them a full refill of their tank. Thank you, Father, for all you do. Thank you for the soul that that will be saved today through this message. Thank you for the ability to come together. We love you and worship you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Have a great week. God bless you. Love you. You're a big deal to me and a bigger deal to God.